Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hope. This is where you get to hear how to feel happy, balanced, and worthwhile. How to make that lonely ache vanish and feel empowered, confident, and secure. I'm Lauren Abrams, and I get to help you feel the magic again since going through my own dark night of the soul by chatting with incredible leaders, healers, and change agents who give us their messages of hope after overcoming challenges of their own. And today we're talking to author, retreat leader, and motivator, Kristen Sparks. Are you ready to discover life's infinite possibilities to live in joy, grace, and leave blame, shame, and guilt behind? That's Kristen's signature to her email and it's perfect. She's here today empowering you to be your best self, answers your questions, has taken some of life's hits that you don't have to, and wants to give you the lessons and help you live your best, most aligned life right now. She also understands body language, which I love because it ties right into confidence and owning who you are author of part of the book on joy. Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hope, Kristen Sparks. Thank you. That's an amazing introduction. Ah, thanks. I have fun writing them. Okay, so you have Hot Messes Are My Thing on your website, along with the infinite possibilities. And those just seem kind of incongruent. I know, Especially right? to somebody who elevates <clears throat> others. So I wanted you to explain kind of like the hot messes. Why? Like, I was like, wait, what? How is that your thing? Well, I'll tell you, I am always a hot mess. (laughs) It doesn't matter what I'm doing. I am always a hot mess. Going to a photo shoot this morning. And so the jacket that I'm wearing is this like frilly thing, you know, it's just a cape like. I get it caught in the drawer and get grease on it. Okay. <laughs> That's what I mean by okay, a hot in other words, mess. Okay. So in other words, you always have a sense of humor about life. I do. Yeah. I okay. to. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. If I am not laughing, I would be tears constantly. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I say that I am now a pole dancer. I had a fall in 2013 that took out my pelvis. And the biggest thing that I missed out of all of it was the ability to dance. And so I finally got myself to a point right in 2020 that I was able to walk and move through yoga and using my pool and got my body back and strength and was on a walker and I get cancer. You know, it's like, really? (laughs) Universe just has a sense of humor. And so I just take it in stride and I am call it joy in the quagmire because there is always going to be that muck that we have to get through, those challenges that we have to get through. No matter what they are, they're big, they're small. We know that there is somewhere inside of us the strength and the ability to get through that with a smile on our face. Yeah, well, out of everybody I've interviewed, one thing I've learned, there's certain lessons. I've definitely, I talk about it, it, I actually compiled all of them into, I call it the meaning of life in an episode. And one of them is our, we are definitely resilient. That's for sure. And David Romanelli, he talks about, he interviewed all these elders and centenarians and the ones that really have the best attitude and everything. It's the sense of humor that goes along with the resilience. Oh, no kidding. I've been married for 20 years and I never thought I would get married again after the first one. And that is the one thing that has really brought us through everything is that laughter. And we do a lot of it. You know, even if it's just over the smallest little things, we find joy in what we do in the day. You know, I sat down about a week ago with a group of friends of mine and we did the hundred things that make us smile. Oh, I love that. Yeah, right? It was just this amazing, like, 
Oh, yeah. Right. I've forgotten about that. I'd forgotten about listening to the song Happy. I'd forgotten about kissing. I had forgotten about, you know, and it's not that we don't know it or we don't think, but it's that everyday thing that we kind of forget. And to sit down and just say, okay, what are a hundred things that make me smile, that make me happy? And just the little things were the best, the yeah, best I, things to remember. I like that. That's different than because I do gratitude lists every day, but I don't ever all do long ones. But the things right. that make me happy or do it with a bunch of friends, that's really, I love that. That's yeah. amazing. So I know that cancer really changed you. Right? You talk about how it really just changed you completely, even more so than the boom of the fall it, into You know, it brought me so close to death again. And I've got an allergy to opioids bad and I've died four times on them because I go into anaphylactic shock, everything closes up, my heart stops. But I'd never had really an experience out of body or anything like that. But I really, when I faced death with cancer, it was so much more personal if that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, it does you know? for me. Yeah, to be want to explain it a little bit like, well, I call it being, you know, facing death and leaving and wanting. Now, I'm not ready. I know there's so much more that I have to do. And it was just like, okay, I have a choice. I can either go through with the treatments that are not going to be easy, the whole however long it's going to take, the surgery is not going to be easy because I can't do pain meds, and this is some major surgery, or I can choose to die. Those were my choices. And I would be dead in six weeks okay, that really isn't going to work for me after having done everything I did to get my body back. You know, I'm like, yeah, no. So it was just personal. It was a personal assault that said, you're not doing something that we need you to do. And I really felt like spirit was leading me to use my voice that I had never used before, that I had never sat up and said, hey, I am Kristen Sparks and here's what I stand for. And this is what I've been through. And this is who I am. Authentic, real, just me. And I went, oh, wow. Really? Really? <laughs> you want me to do that? Okay. Deep breath. And here I am. So now instead, you'd always listen, but now it's time to talk. And Pretty much. this is so much. I think a lot of people right now are noticing, oh my gosh, I've been called on this earth, on this planet at this time to do something and I'm not doing what I've been called here to do, right. but they're scared. They're scared to take that leap and we don't want them to have cancer to, in order to make them take oh. that leap. What would you tell them? And some of them don't even know what it is. And that's my question. I ask a lot of people on 52 Weeks of Hope, what would you tell them if they're scared to take the leap or if they're sure. Well, you do have to find your why. You really do have to find your why and you've got to dig in to find it. I just did a whole mastermind on finding joy and masterminding joy and finding your why. And it's, there's kind of a step-by-step -step process of finding that. So you start with two things, two words that you feel embody who you are. For me, it's support and inspire. Those are my words. And from there, I built out my why. And my why is really to change this conversation from, you know, blame, shame, and guilt to love, joy, and grace. Now, how do I get from support and inspire to that? So there's this step-by-step -step process that you take to find your why so that you can then see what it is you're called to do. 
So if you know your why, you know what your purpose is, you know what you're called to do, the fear dissipates. It just goes away because now you know. Knowledge is power. That is very true in this situation. How does somebody find what their words are with their inner calling? Well, you know, I can journal through the, yeah, I mean, you can journal, definitely Uh journal. I was told this was an interesting thing. You're at an event and there's all these different tables and every table has, one has inspiration, one has motivation, one has support. Everyone has a different sign. Yes. Which one are you going to go to? For me, I'm going to go to transformation. (laughs) Okay. That's how you pick your why. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a good way to do it. That's an easy way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And so different labels on each of the table. And which one are you going to pick? Which is your table? So that's one way. And you know what? You could actually Google us. There's so many people doing this now. There's so many. Yeah, I know. I mean, if you go on the website in the next couple of days, the mastermind will be up and you're welcome to go through that. And all of Kristen's links and everything are going to be on with the show notes. So, okay. But somebody, how about the people that they want to start coaching? They want to start a podcast. Or those are two things I just right. thought of. But they want to just start working for themselves in whatever capacity, but they're scared. What would you tell that person? Well, you know, fear is just excitement. It's just excitement in a different package. And for me, I had to take a really deep breath from the bottom of my toes and go, okay, I am going to step forward and I'm going to step into this. And if you're looking to be coach or you're looking to be a podcaster, there are a multitude of mentors out there. And for me, that's exactly what I did. I started with, okay, I think I want to be a coach. And I started with this amazing woman, Megan Jo Wilson. She's still a mentor of mine. She is a coach coach, incredible woman. But I found out I really did not want to be a coach. (laughs) (laughs) So that was great. But at least I knew what I didn't want to do. Right. And then podcasting came around and it just fit so well because I do love to talk. Yeah. And I, so what better place to do than to podcast? And I love, 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 love having conversations with people that just kind of go and evolve the way that they're supposed to. And so again, podcasting really fit. And I was able to find an incredible set of mentors through the Podcast Accelerator, and they're an incredible set of women. Just really helped me to form what it was I wanted to do and how I wanted to do it. And I had to reinvent myself again, even this year, because I started off with a partner and we decided that we needed to go our separate ways. And so I reinvented myself to roar with sparks. But having mentors, having people that you can rely on to help you through those transitions, I think is probably one of the most important lessons that I had to learn through everything that I've learned since 2013 in the fall. Asking for help is the biggest first step. If you're afraid, ask for help. There's mentors out there. There's wonderful mentors out there. Yeah, and if you're having problems yeah. finding those mentors, I also have a foundation and that's what we do is we help you find mentors. So what's your foundation? It's called the Sister Weird Foundation and weird is spelled W-Y-R-D and weird spelled that way is the fabric of life. It's fate and destiny and the fabric of life. And so we really celebrate our differences. We celebrate the women in their journey and finding their true self. 
Okay. So how old is your foundation? It's about a year and a half old. And the foundation came together from my first mentorship in 2020, right after the pandemic started. We met on Zoom, the women that have started with me, and they're both from Maine. One is a doctor, one is a PhD health coach, just absolutely incredible women. You know, we hadn't met when we first started the foundation. We had seen each other on Zoom for almost two years. And finally, Lisa came down and we were able to meet and Lisa know each other really well and have had known each other for a while. So that was great. But Kim and I have yet to meet in person. You know, we're still meeting on Zoom a couple of times a week. That's so great. great. Yeah, yeah. No, I love that. It's an incredible foundation. It really yeah. is. We're so excited about what we're doing and where we're going with it. That's fabulous. Yeah, nobody has to invent the wheel. Somebody right. done it before and yeah, no matter what it is. So where does infinite possibilities come from? And can you explain that? Yes, absolutely. Infinite Possibilities is Mike Dooley. He wrote the book called The Infinite Possibilities, and I am a trainer within that. I'm also a Canfield methodology trainer, okay, and so I am working on Barrett's value. Yeah. yeah, but Infinite Possibilities is all about how the universe works. And the fact that, you know, I'm sure you've heard of the law of attraction and how that works. And if you want something, then you think about it, then you're going to attract it. And I can attest that it absolutely 100% works. And so infinite possibilities came into my life and it opened up this whole new kind of realm in which to play. And it's all about the fact that we are here in this journey of awakening and this journey of adventure. And we really honestly, I mean, I used to tell my kids this when they were little, that life, it's a game and it's all about how you play it. And they would get mad at me because that was not the way their dad told them what, you know, life is serious. And I'm like, no, life is fun. Life is supposed to be fun. And that's what Infinite Possibilities really emphasizes is the fun in life and that you can have absolutely anything you want. You just have to know you want it. Yeah, definitely. And then the Jack Canfield portion. Talk Jack about Canfield yeah. success principles. Yeah. And the success principles, number one is 100% responsibility. So you have to take 100% responsibility for yourself. And that is where removing blame, absolutely removing blame. You cannot say, well, you know, if computer hadn't gone out, we would have been on at four o'clock. Yeah. But you know what? <laughs> if I paid attention when it said this little thing, of you need to fix sparks, I would have gone, oh, I need to actually reset my internet. So it's just, it's taking out anything that you are giving someone else responsibility, because by doing that, you are literally giving your power to someone else. You're saying, I have no power over my own life. You're saying that I am completely dependent upon another thing, person, place, doing something so that I can live the way that I want to. And honestly, if you're taking just a little bit more responsibility for yourself than you were yesterday, you're doing a huge step in the right direction. The other thing that he talks about within the success principles, and there's 67 of them, so yeah, we're not I'm not going to go through all of them. There's a formula that you can use. It's called E plus R equals O. And I don't know if you've heard of that, but it is event plus response equals outcome. And if you want a certain outcome, the only control that you have is your response. You can't change the event. 
The events happen. Things happen all the time. But we can choose the response. And that's where joy comes from. It's the choice. It's the choice of not wanting the outcome to be negative. I want the outcome to be something that is going to push my life forward, that's going to push my spirit forward, that's going to push the family forward, that's going to push the world forward. And so my choice is my response to be joyous. I enjoy that process. That's yeah, really a beautiful process. Now, anything I want to be, how do we help people that have that kind of negative mindset as opposed to, yes, you can be anything you want to be. Yeah. How do we help people you know? get there? It is literally, it is a walk in the park. You can choose to have a negative response to anything you want to, you know, again, just like it's a choice to be happy or joyous, you can be, choose to not be. You can choose to be negative. I express that you are invited to change that response. You are invited to know that the world is your oyster. You can make a pearl or you can just have sand between your toes. What would you rather have? Yeah. So I like pearls myself. Yeah, we'll go with those. Now, how do you tap into your inner guidance? Well, I meditate every day, every single day. And whether it's five minutes or it's two and a half hours, which is the most I've ever meditated. And I don't do that every day, but I do meditate every single day. It's usually the first thing I do in the morning before I even have coffee. I used to get up and have coffee and then meditate. And then I'd kind of vibrate out of it. <laughs> I thought, you know, maybe having coffee after I meditate is a good idea, but I do. I mean, the first thing I do when I wake up is I thank the universe that I'm awake, that I'm alive, and that I get to put my feet on the floor. And then I go sit in my space. I put on my noise-canceling earphones. I put a cover over my eyes and I put weight in my lap and I use a yoga pillow that's weighted. And I don't know what it is, but it just kind of grounds me. And then I am just in silence. I'm in darkness and I'm in silence. And it's usually at five o'clock in the morning because I like to get up early. So it's dark anyway, but I like just that, you know, it's like releasing any kind of body sight in any type of hearing. It's almost going into a deprivation type of situation. I don't know if you've ever done one of those tanks where you get in. Yeah, those are awesome. <laughs> They're really amazing. I have a friend that's done a few of those different types of things. She says the same thing. She said it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. If I could have one in my house, I would. Yeah. I don't have the room for one. They're pretty big. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I do that for about an hour. And sometimes I use music, you know, it just kind of depends on where my mood is. But having that opportunity to just go inside mindfully, intentionally, knowing that I am going to spend whatever five, 20 minutes, an hour of time just listening to my heartbeat, to my breath, and finding that knowing. I can't explain it beyond that. It's that place inside that you gravitate to even when you're busy. I mean, think about sometimes when you're doing nothing and the repetition, you're cooking, you're chopping up onions, you're doing something like that where you're really not thinking about it. That's the same space you get to in meditation. Yeah. Only you really get there with an intention versus just kind of a doing. Life is about being, not doing. And that's where the meditation gets you to is the being. 
Yeah. Now, I also saw, I don't know if it's a new book that's coming out, The Holy Shit, I Think I Found God. I think I found God, holy shit. It's in process right now. It's in editing. So hopefully it'll be out this year. I'm not sure if it's going to be done yet or not. It keeps, you know, every time I think I'm done, <laughs> something else comes yeah, up. Yeah, I know that one. It's all about my transformation and my feeling about spirit and the word God. I have had a heck of a relationship with the word God to the point where it used to make me absolutely sick to my stomach to even say it. So it, it's been a journey and it's an amazing transformation. Oh, I love that. What's the most common question to ask when you tell people what you do? Oh gosh, the most common question that I get when I tell people what I do. So you do retreats, huh? is usually the most common response. So you do retreats, huh? I think the most common question that I get though is why? You know, people really want to have this conversation about why. And when I answer, it really has to do more with what than why. You know, we find our why and then we find our purpose and then we find our mission. And that's the what. You know, my what is what makes it so incredibly personable to me. You know, I am here because I am an authentic, honest, inspirational, supportive guide in you finding who you are versus me finding who I am. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Now, what's the hardest challenge you've overcome? I'll tell you the hardest challenge, and I've had some hard ones, but the hardest one was releasing my own shame and guilt over not being able to be the mom that I wanted to be. That's the hardest challenge I've ever so had. So how were you able to do it? Really by forgiving myself. You know, it really was a forgiveness and it was a process of forgiveness. And you started with forgiving the fact that I was imperfect. And then from there, forgiving the fact that, you know, it's 100% my responsibility. And I think that, you know, I knew that long before I knew of Jack Canfield. And so I think that's probably why he resonated so much with me. But it was, you know, just saying, okay, it doesn't matter what else was happening around me. It doesn't matter who else was living in within this realm of you not getting to be the mom that you wanted to be. So you have to say, I did this, this was my choice and I'm okay with it. It's not perfect. Not, and everybody's not gonna agree with it. Not everybody's gonna like it. Not everybody's gonna understand it, but you're okay with the choice that you made because you made it with the 100% understanding of what was happening in the time that it was happening. And do you have times where you feel like you just wanna give up? I mean, now, not like, and if so, what do you do and what gets you through? Well, I have not had, I wanna give up for a long, long, long time. Do I question myself sometimes? Absolutely. Do I get scared? Absolutely. I mean, I sometimes go, what have I gotten myself into? You know? <laughs> oh yeah. I think that's a human yeah. experience. You haven't taken that leap. When you take that leap, even it doesn't matter how far it, it's going to go. Like It does. I mean, you know, doubt comes in. These retreats that I have in the fall are all about I doubt me and it's called I do me. And so it's removing the doubt and that doubt comes in the little voice that goes you're crazy who is going to listen to you why would you have anything to say and why is it important if you anything that you have to say you know so those things come in and then you go because i'm me because people need to know the story 
because I'm not the victim. I am the hero. And people need to remember that they are the hero too. People need to know that even when it seems like everything is going wrong and you're living in that mess every day, there is hope. That's a great segue because next question I want to ask is, do you have a message of hope you want to give? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. No matter what the quagmire is, no matter where you are in that sinking sand feeling, there's a hand and that hand is mine. And I am here to support you and inspire you and guide you through it. Okay. I think that's great. And like I said earlier, all of your contacts and information and everything will be on the website, of course. So thank you so much for being our guest today on 52 Weeks of Hope. Thank you for having me, Lauren. It's yeah. been a pleasure. Uh, it's great. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and take with you Kristen's messages of a sense of humor, gratitude, and happiness. Her list of what makes you happy, what brings you joy and lights you up that she did with her friends. I thought that was so great. Such great messages to take to your week ahead. And if you enjoyed this episode, you'd love Ashley Goner's episode, episode 82, if you haven't already heard it. Feel the magic and be the confident you. You learn how to follow your intuition. And it's a super feel-good episode with really good tips in it, just like this one. Be sure to tune in next week for another empowering episode all about overcoming challenges, confidence, and how to take that next step, staying aligned with your true self. Next week, it's a great episode, so tune in then. And we have a quiz now on the website, When Do You Self-Sabotage? It's really fun and it's enlightening. So that's at 52weeksofhope.com, a quiz of When Do You Self-Sabotage? Just go to the website to take that. And if you're not already in the Facebook group, it's a safe space and really good community. And if you weren't there for any of the live streams, those are all in there. There's different healing modalities like breath work and EFT tapping, as well as other tips and tricks to help you feel better right now. So that's all in the Facebook group if you're not already a member of the community. And if you're not on the email list, there's been some really good strategies in the email. So you get to stay in the know, but everything is on the website. You can always just go to the website at 52weeksofhope.com. Everything is on there. If you're enjoying the podcast, share the love and tell two of your friends. I'm Lauren Abrams. Thanks for listening.